Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Jim Jeffries Podcast. I'm Jim Jeffries. Please subscribe and rate the podcast and come and see me on tour. Uh, December 1st at the, how do I say this? Agu Caliente? This is like three weeks now. Agua Caliente. It's hot uh, water. Agua, <laughs> Agua Caliente in Rancho Mirage. Now, where's Calif- Rancho Mirage? In California. Oh, there you go. It's in uh, California. Uh, uh, or it. December 2nd, I'll be at the Celebrity Theater with all the other celebrities in Phoenix. Did I say that last week? I probably did. You did. Yeah. Uh, December 8th, I'll be at the Prosper Palace in Kelowna, British Columbia. That's in Canada. That'll be fun. Don't worry about it. December 9th, I'll be. <laughs> Don't worry at the... about what? Promoting it, mean? No, I, this, I, I still out there anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm mm. just being arrogant. Okay. Uh, mm. uh, December 9th at the Save and the Foods Memorial Center in, British, in, in Victoria, British Columbia. Also, I've just added extra shows in the UK on January 24th at the Manchester, at the London Hammersmith Apollo and the Manchester Apollo on January 25th. Um, you can get tickets at jimjeffries.com for all these things. Now, I'm meant to throw to Forrest right now. That's what's in the script. No, today. you don't have to do we're that. Not, we're not doing the script. We I'm have, here. We have some tremendous guests for us tonight. If you've just watched uh, the show... Um, and you're watching it, you'll see that in Act 4 we had a guy playing a MAGA uh, coffee brew person who, who said many pedophilic things, which which I didn't want to put in the script, but this actor was adamant that he wanted to talk about <laughs> pedophilia. He was, he was adamant, and I couldn't stop him when he gets into a rage. Um, one of my best friends, one of the nicest men in Hollywood, uh, Dan Bacadol, who played Steve from Legit. Hello, Dan. Thank oh, man, I thought you were talking about Reiner. <laughs> I'm just so glad I made it under that wire. Yeah, yeah. Rob Reiner was on the show as well. We've also got Scott Sabinski. You're here, Scott, the producer of the show. I might he, just change my name to Zabinski. He, did, he didn't want to be on the show. He was just sitting down having a drink and making sure that we were doing a good podcast. And I said, put some earphones on, cunt. And then he did it because Scott's my bitch. Um, <laughs> That's and, not, not true. And, of course, as always, we have the lovely Svelte uh, Forest Shaw. Thank you, for Svelte. No, how do they know? They can't see me. I Well, look, people have Googled you, and there's probably one photo up there of you, Google some, you some, somewhere else. Mm, there's there's some good photos. There's some thin photos on there, too, my, my better days. There's some thinner photos. Before I ruptured my Achilles five no, years ago. I, I, rem- <laughs> oh, I can't work out. I remember that. He, what happened was he was working out a lot for a while there, and he was looking really fucking good. Yeah. And then he ruptured his Achilles. But was playing basketball? Playing basketball. Uh, yeah, the too old to be playing basketball. Yeah, playing basketball. and then, yeah, he's too old playing basketball, and he ruptures his Achilles, and then it was just like fat. That forest, man. Yeah, I, just... I ruptured my my uh, willpower. <laughs> <laughs> I just eat yeah. donuts for dinner. Yeah, well, that's really what happened. But I, yeah. I had I, for a year, I could have that excuse. I was like, I just got started walking again. Sure. I can. Oh, wow. but it's been five years now. So. Is that you? Yeah, yeah that's that, me. That was me right yeah. before I ruptured my Achilles. Yeah. yeah. That's Forrest back yeah. when he was in a band boy. Yeah. That's legit. A band boy? That's legit era. Uh, wow. Forrest. Yeah, when I was on legit, I was definitely in better shape. Forrest, that was, right Forrest I, yeah. was in an episode of Legit. He two was, episodes. He was mm-hmm. in two episodes. There was one stage where I held a bat of cocaine and he looked at it like a fucking a fish looking at a fucking <laughs> 
It was very yeah. funny. Yeah, that was a good laugh. Um, so, so just to uh, talk about what we did on the show today, the first thing we talked about was Roy Moore. Now, Roy Moore is from Alabama. He's a guy uh, running for the Senate. Um, he's also, and we have to, because legal departments say this, he's an alleged pedophile. There's been four women that have come forward stating that they dated him when they were like 14 years old. And and he just goes, oh, you know, maybe I did, you know. I can't remember everything from when I was 30-something. Now, this guy just sort of rocks around in a cowboy hat, and it turned out that like, he met a girl outside of a court, right? Like the mother went in over a custody battle when she was 14. The mother wasn't 14. The child was 14. And she just, when she was going in for a custody battle, she looked at she looked at uh, Roy Moore. Is it Roy Moore? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she looked at Roy Moore and she said, can you mind my child for a while? And then Roy started to date the girl. So anyway, this guy wants to be a senator. So thoughts? It was the 70s. <laughs> Things were different in the 70s. You know, you would hand your kid off to a stranger standing outside. First of all, you're going in for a custody battle. Yeah. I'm going to be the apologist here. I think that's the role that's I'm going to play. Right? I'm going to play like the Roy Moore. I'll play the devil's advocate. Stay in character. Okay, sure. No, no. I, yeah. I, I almost get, because it was the 70s, I almost get the mother doing that because my parents weren't the best parents in the 70s. <laughs> now, was it? Well, this is the thing I didn't know. We should have researched this because we're a TV show, supposedly. But sure. Is, and a podcast. So yeah. But it, was it illegal in Alabama to date that is a, good a 14-year-old at that time? Because me, if it That is a great question. Because, would it change your opinion, then? Yeah, well, it, it would a little bit because if it wasn't illegal, it wasn't illegal. Like, like Elvis Presley dated Priscilla Presley right. at at 16. How old was Jerry Lee Lewis's cousin when he met? She was like 14 or something. Yeah. But, but he actually met her when she was born because they were cousins. Yeah, they were cousins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so so what happened was they they started dating and so we did a whole thing on this. Now, one of the the hurdles we came up against this week um, was the Louis CK allegations. Just, just so you know real quick before you get into this. Age of consent in Alabama is 16. And it was then now, according to my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, yeah, all right. so Roy guy. Moore's a piece of shit. <laughs> right, and, and, and also, one more, one more but thing. But only by two years. One more thing is that there was, another, there was a story that came out last night, too, about Roy Moore, before, just before more, that he was banned... From a mall in the eighties for yeah, pursuing we, we teens. Wanted, <laughs> we wanted to put that in. Yeah, in the eighties, it was banned from a mall from being too creepy. Yeah, <laughs> and this is a guy who doesn't think he used to think that nine eleven happened because it was God punishing us for sodomy. Which look, I the jury's out. <laughs> who knows? I don't know what God gets up to. I'm going to assume that God wasn't punishing us for sodomy yeah. with nine eleven. But you know, I can't. Categorically prove that and, that and wasn't not only like that sodomy has its own occasional side effects. I feel like sodomy's its own punishment. <laughs> yeah, right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Every time. Yeah, does anyone have to extra punish sodomy? <laughs> like the only people who enjoy sodomy is the ones giving it. The people receiving sodomy very rarely yeah. enjoy it. And uh, so here, one of the police that spoke with the New Yorker said it was general knowledge at the time when I moved here that there was this guy. In, as a lawyer, cruising the mall for high school dates. Yeah, he was an attorney general then. Yeah, he was an attorney. He was Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. Confused. yeah, yeah. How does it go? Well, well, well. Yeah, every day they get the same age. I, I get story. older. <laughs> I get older, and they stay the That's same movie age. Movie quotes <laughs> by Jim Jefferson. <laughs> every, every day they get the same age. You had they, me at hello. There, there's a force that <laughs> can be used. <laughs> you had me at hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was about it. Yeah. Hey Luke, yeah. did you yeah. find the force yet? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can. 
can't handle the truth. <laughs> hey, Luke. Rob Reiner. I know your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to meet him? We're good mates. That's how it went, right? That's how yeah, it yeah, went. Yeah, yeah, that's and what it he, says and here he, in the And article. then he cut his foot off. <laughs> Where is that midnight when you need it? This is a great hashtag game. <laughs> so anyway, so we did this whole thing. We talked about that. Now, we came up against something where we, uh, we with the writers and everything, because Louis C.K. came out. Now, I don't want to be Louis C.K. apologist um, uh, for what he did was super creepy, but I'm also of the opinion uh, Louis C.K. masturbating in front of someone isn't the same as rape. It's still super creepy. You deserve what happened to him. But I, I didn't feel like after we did the Harvey Weinstein piece that we needed to do an entire piece on Louis C.K. So we did drop a joke in there about Louis C.K. Now, I've been getting a little bit of flack over the last um, uh, week or so ever since uh, the Louis C.K. routine um, the routine <laughs> incident um, incident well, because because I did a routine maybe six or seven terrible years. Terrible bit. <laughs> I, I, it's I, really a bad bit, Louis. you got to drop the bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did a routine maybe six or seven years ago where I talked about a comedian who uh, was a little bit rapey in a hotel room. Now, I just want to, for the people who have been writing to me and saying something, like, first of all, I, 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 that, that routine was of its time. I probably would phrase things slightly different about the, the routine. Um, but also, it is a piece of stand-up. It's, not, it's a piece of fiction. It's not, it's not reality. Um, the routine is maybe 60% true. Uh, and over the course of telling it, I made myself look like a more of a dirtbag throughout the piece, and I also embellished it substantially. But many people have stated online uh, that this was Louis in this story, and look, I wouldn't save the guy. Um, it's, it's not my place. If it was Louis, I would tell you right now, but... Uh, 150% was not Louis C.K. in that story. So I just want to say that right now because people are saying it as a fact and it wasn't him. Oh, I'm guilty of that for sure. You, you I, asked me? I said today and I said it to people the other day. I said, Jim's got a bit about this. My buddy Jim, he's got a bit about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then I went, oh, my God. I wonder if Jim's going to get in trouble for this. And then, again, as you did back then when I asked you five years ago, was it Louie? Based on nothing other than farts in the wind, yeah. I asked you and you said it wasn't Louie. It wasn't Louie. And it you wasn't told Louis. me that years ago. And the story, actually, the story, the, uh, I changed locations, ages of people, names of people. Um, it happened many, many years. Like, I hate being a comedy apologist in the sense that I, I, I hate... I hate pulling back the curtain right now and telling you that a lot of these things are made up for effect um, and that when you're watching something, it's not entirely true. I'd like you to watch my comedy and, and live in the moment and think, oh, maybe this really happened and stuff. And so I, I hate that, that I'm, I'm saying this, but that story wasn't entirely true and uh, Louis was not the person involved. And the person who was involved was slightly less uh, dangerous than I presented that person in the story. And I, I, that, that person may or may not be dead. That's all I'm going to tell you. So, uh, so, <laughs> I feel like, um, so back to... So it was Joan Rivers. So, okay. That's yeah, it. it was Joan Rivers. <laughs> Tom Petty. It was Tom Petty, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was Joan Rivers. Typical Gainesville shit. <laughs> Joan Rivers. She always got rapey and super bitchy towards the end. Um, <laughs> like, just was just teasing the girl's fashion. Um, so Roy Moore is now what's well, one of the weird things that happened with Roy Moore is that so these allegations have come out about him having a girlfriend who was 14 years old and one of the things that happened now is you'd think that would sink his boat 
But strangely, he's actually gone up in the polls by like 29%. Like we made a joke on the show that maybe uh, Republicans would just encourage that these allegations prove that he wasn't gay. And they were like, oh, awesome. We were worried about him and the cowboy hat because he does look like, <laughs> like an extra member from the village people that they haven't actually fucking invented yet. <laughs> But they maybe they were encouraged by that. We don't know. But then what happened was Sean Hannity defended Moore, um, and he he defended him in a in a sense that he had him on the show and he he questioned whether these allegations were true and all that type of stuff. Now, the clip we used too. I just want to say Sean Hannity kind of like sandbagged it too. He goes, "Did you ever date a girl that was seventeen? And it's like, no. How about fourteen? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Seventeen's still underage, but it makes it look a lot better than not 14. in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and yeah, it's he, true. And, yeah. and he said something like, "Not that I can recall." Yeah, yeah. Or what was the What was the word I said on the show? Generally, not. Yeah, I not generally no. Not yeah. generally, maybe or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. I, I I will I will admit right now on the podcast that I have dated um, a fourteen year old, a sixteen year old, and a seventeen year old. Now, just as a little mention. At the time, I was also 14, 16, and 17. Just, I just want to clear that up, but I was the same age. Make sure we don't edit that second part out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. Thanks for listening. When I, when I was that age, I dated other people the same age as mine. I just, I've been wanting to get that off my chest for the longest time. Mm. And so that, that's, that's a truth. That's a fact. Um, and then what happened was Trump claimed that he doesn't know much about the Moore case because he doesn't watch too much TV because he's too busy reading documents. Yeah. Um, and we all know that's a lie because Trump is constantly pissed off by television. He watches Fox and Friends every fucking day and he watches Saturday Night Live and gets all shitty, but all of a sudden he's he's calling up Bluff and saying NFL. he doesn't know what's happening with Roy Moore because he doesn't watch TV. Thoughts? Yeah, he's only he's actually never watched the NFL. He's only looked at courtroom sketches of people taking knees as yeah, well yeah. there. So, yeah, of course, that's all he, he does once, is watch TV. He once saw Colin Kaepernick doing up his shoelaces and got fucking outraged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all he does is watch TV and and tweet about stuff on TV. So it's I, I, Did, also he doesn't know about a political race. That's like it's a very important political race. That this is a that I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. That well, I, that, yeah. I do believe that he's not paying close enough attention to that. But if it's the leading headline and it's something that leans against what he's for, yeah. he's paying attention to the social aspect of it. He's not paying attention to the political side. But no, he should know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the seat being. It's a, it's a, what's it? Sessions. Yeah, Senate Sessions seat. seat. Yeah, and, so it's and like, he and Trump had endorsed Luther Strange, who was who yeah, lost. Yeah. yeah, so he was involved in this race, and now yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot who that and guy is. Now. John Oliver actually on uh, Sunday had a he's you know obviously we love John Oliver's show too. We watched that, and he had a that clip. It was from a while back when John Dip Dickerson was. Uh, asking him, pressing him for stuff, and he just kept pressing and pressing and pressing him. And at the end of the clip, jo uh, Trump goes around and goes, that's it, thank you, Good night. Uh, goodbye. Yeah. And he sits down at his oh, desk, he and he just, desk, but he he just acts like he's reading documents. And like, well, if like you wow. saw that clip, like you know. Like my six-year-old does when yeah. I get my newspaper. <laughs> yeah. I go here, and he goes, oh, gotta go to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy doesn't know fuck, he knows fuck all about yeah, documents. He knows how to pretend like a person in, now, in the world. Now, Dan, you're, you're uh, uh, look, I love you, but I, I'm just fair. Okay to say that you're white trash from Florida. Yeah, right? well, as I'm, far I'm as this, from, I'm from Minnesota, and I grew up in in Florida. So I'm yeah, people always attack Northern, Florida. Wa Northern white trash. So there's the white. And yeah, but you're, the you're, you're white, white trash. trash. I'm yeah. white trash. Sure. Forrest is white trash. Sure, I feel sure. like Scott grew up in some type of castle. But, but I don't feel like I'm white trash. Right. First of all, but okay. Yeah, single mom from Florida, white trash. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so, 
Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, what are you? You're not. You're white trash. Yeah. Oh, I'm white. Yeah, yeah. Trash. Okay. His yeah, dad yeah, built yeah, a yeah. fort inside a rock. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a long story. My father built a house over a rock. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, over a rock, and then dug a hole through the rock to make a like a Flintstones type room. It's a long story. My dad jackhammered a lot to make a rock room. Anyway, so you have, I can only assume, a lot of Trump supporter relatives. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Your your family would be... An old friend. Not Like, my mom is not. I've got a couple sisters that aren't Trump supporters. I think I've got a libertarian brother. But I've got a lot of old high school friends that were, hey, what are we going to do, vote for her? Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there were the emails, and I'm still very upset by Yeah, the, the emails are troubling. In Benghazi, where two people died. Yeah. Whereas she killed those people. In I Niger, oh, yeah. you know, we had four people die, but let's not pay attention. Yeah, no, to, no, no. There's two people know. died in Benghazi. For the, for the longest time, and I said this in a stand-up routine, I thought Benghazi was the name of a guy that we were hunting. <laughs> Get him. Thought, we're going to bring thought, him in. I thought yeah. Benghazi was like the Bin Laden that we're yeah. after. It's like, oh, what about Benghazi? And I'm like, oh, we have to catch that guy. <laughs> yeah, and now you got a new show. Oh, Benghazi. And now people feed me scripts and I talk on television. Nah, you know it all. Um, so, so Act 2 was artificial intelligence, which is an evergreen piece that we could have sort of done at all. And we've sort of been toying with this around uh, for a while. Um, but artificial intelligence, people are very worried. There's people like uh, the truckers are very concerned because I, I have a Tesla and it self-drives on the freeway and it's we're not far away from having trucks that will just commute and bring all of our goods and stuff like that. So people are very nervous about losing jobs. Now, I don't know if I'm as nervous as uh, the people who think they're going to, I just think, become like a robot fixer. Yeah, this is, the, I, I have an opinion on this, is that all throughout time, you mentioned the cotton gin, and there we made a joke about but the, You know what, we, you know what the, we call it in Australia, in Britain, we call it the spinning jenny. What, the cotton gin? Yeah, spinning jenny. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I don't know, because the spinning jenny was like a big thing. I think I've already told you that, that that's why people like Australians, is you guys figured out the English language to make it cooler. And you like, think spinning jenny's the coolest thing? Well, it's better than cotton gin. It's more cotton fun. Gin. I don't yeah. know if it's cool. It's a better. I, I just felt like every word that was different over there, and it made more sense the way you said it. Shorter, better, cool. That's you know. But so, of course, so we actually, we actually. But said I will that. tell you what's terrible about Australia. Why well, sometimes I'm saying something good is they have time zones over there that are on the half hour. Yeah, they you do. Know? They do have a. half. So you go to some city and it's like it's only a half hour behind yeah. this city. What kind? That's only Adelaide. Adelaide There's and Darwin. One. It's dumb. Uh, it's Darwin half hour. That's dumb. Yeah. Well, right. Darwin. I don't want to be all a Australia's great before Makes I mention sense. that. So, but all right. Yeah, because it's Darwin. Eventually, over time, that will become an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Adelaide. Right. It'll start walking around. It will just be a little fucking tadpole that comes out of the ocean. And anyway, so we we talk about artificial intelligence by 2060 experts. I don't know who these experts are, but people have said Elon that Musk. Elon Musk. But that's a South African. Can we really trust what he says? You have his and car. I do have his car. Yeah, I love Elon Musk, actually. Yeah. Um, in 2060, <laughs> experts say that robots will be able to do everything humans can do. Everything humans can do. So this podcast right now would be done by some more hysterical robots. Like what will happen is that people will put the formula to comedy in and then they'll pick all the timing. They won't use me as the template. They'll get Bill Burr or something. Yeah, they'll put yeah that Bill... guy's great. Yeah, he's so good. He should have his own yeah. show. <laughs> anyway, so what they'll do is they'll get Bill Burr's timing 
and they'll pump it into a robot and then we won't need we won't need Bill Burr anymore because there'll be a robot doing his routines just faster and that's the one thing that I that, that they want robots won't be able to do comedy like any sort of emoting like acting music yeah but we used to think they wouldn't be able to do things like emails and cuz actually that's a bad example emails Okay, let's talk about robots very quickly. That's what we're trying to do. I feel like... You're, like, glossing over it and, like, hey, let's talk about the thing we're already talking about. I feel like they're not really crushing it um, at the level they should be. Because when I was a kid, I thought by now robots would be doing fucking everything. Have you seen, like, when the robots play soccer... And they go, oh, I've got robot yeah. soccer. It's a shit game of soccer. It's I don't know if it's ever going to get good as human soccer. It's like it's it's like it's like you're saying. It's like when you watch the robots play soccer. It's the same way as if you watch when your kids are like three and playing soccer. You're like, yeah, they're doing it. They're kicking it. Like, there's a ball. They're, there's they're not nets, good. There's people with different yeah. colored jerseys on. That's yeah. about as much as you no get. people and robots. Here's well, the I, thing. Sorry, I forgot. When, when you say they're going to take all the jobs, I, I know that there's data and people, people not data, but there's people that have that theory. But for the last 200 years, robots have been taking our jobs. I mean, like computers, like down to things like washing machines and do, dishwashers. Like, and there's, you, people have always found, we've had jobs that we've been able to do. do so there's you, a theory that we'd find jobs to do without robots. Do you think them. there's a future where robots, because we showed a robot in the show that looked very human-like, that was talking and everything was from Saudi Arabia. It was a, quite an attractive female robot. Do you think there's a stage where robots will walk amongst us? And if that happens, do you think there's a moment where there's people who are accused of having racism against robots? Yeah, isn't that, that's iRobot, that Will Smith film. I haven't seen that film. Yeah, that's pretty much what that film oh, is. Was, uh... is that about robots? <laughs> it's about robots and people. there's people like Will Smith doesn't trust the robots. Yeah, but and I thought like, he was the last person alive in that movie. No, that's that's I Am Legend. That's I Am Legend. Oh, I that's am the legend. vampire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, so, no, 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 no. I, I Am <laughs> Robot I am robot starts with him getting in a taxi. No, no, and, it, and I Robot. Over, yeah. yeah, and he goes, yo, home, smell you later. And he shows up at a big house. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's robots. I think that's in Bad Boys Three. There's, yeah, and then there's like got... a, a big fat sort of guy, his uncle robot who takes care of him. And then they show funny videos, and that one guy dances. Sure, funny home videos. This oh, is, you know what we're you know what I think we're really afraid of the robots, and you don't want to say it. It's not that they're taking jobs. It's that we're afraid that robots are going to kill us. And I think now that you see the robots when they hit him with a bat and they fall down and they can pop back up, that's scary. That's way scarier than them taking your job because now you're yeah, like robots are going to kill us. Scott still does that. <laughs> Scott, what, Scott, Scott, so he's going to kill you one I day. Hit you with a bat, like how yeah. mu- how much grief do I give you in your life, Scott? Not a lot, yeah, a yeah, lot, yeah. And you think you keep getting up? Yeah, but that's more of a metaphor. Where the fuck's Jack? I need a beer. Where the fuck is Jack? Oh, oh you know, know what? Jack, you were hiding there. You're Jack, hiding. did you hear somebody call it your catchphrase today in the audience? I did. Because he said, yeah, Jack, and they said, too. can you hack it? Somebody someone We gave Jack Hackett a catchphrase that after he tells jokes, he goes, can you hack it? <laughs> and somebody in the crowd today said, I don't know if you said Jack's name or he just appeared. And then you oh, go, Jack you? gave me a beer and yeah. Someone, yeah, yeah. someone yelled out, can you hack it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Yes, you can. It's working, oh, I Jack. <laughs> I think we definitely could get a robot to replace Jack for beers. Oh, <laughs> totally. We, I could get it. But you know what? <laughs> I don't need a robot to replace Jack because I like the conversations exactly. we have every morning. I like showing up in the morning and Jack says something like, oh, I lost a tooth today. Right? 
Did you lose a tooth? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like I he's, a, I'm just saying he's yeah. a child. Oh, yeah. you ruined me, Jake. My favorite mm. thing is that Jack's like still hasn't been working in Hollywood long enough to not be nice. So every morning he goes, hey, Scott, good morning. Has, hasn't, like, hasn't raped a single person. Yep. Uh, hasn't been in Hollywood that long. If I call him on Sundays and I go, there's a problem, Jack's right on it. Yeah. Jack's the best assistant I've ever had. He's also the first assistant I've ever had. So I'm going to I'm gonna reserve judgment right there. But Jack Jack has a lot of fine qualities. Jack, when's your next gig? Uh, tonight. Tonight is Where are you day. performing tonight? My open mic at school. Oh, USC. open mic at school. Jack UFC. did. That's got to have some nice looking women, right? He did two sets last weekend on my show. Yeah, uh, UFC, uh, like you got to be nice looking birds there, right? Yeah, all right. We'll touch them respectfully. Um, respectfully. Uh, well, I don't know about the dating life, too. Everyone asks me about that every week, too. So what's going on with dating? Yeah, how's the dating going? I went on a date on Friday. And did you... Okay, at your age, I'm going to assume the best result is that you fingered her. How did it go? <laughs> well, didn't get that far. Uh, we kissed a couple times. All right! Uh, Can you hack it? <laughs> did, you, did you say that after he signed your kiss? Can you hack it? <laughs> don't do that. Uh... Bad advice. Yep. How's that going? Are you going to see her again? I'll see her Thursday, yeah. All right. Well, unless she hears this. More kissing. Yeah, I'm More not telling kissing. her about this podcast. Yeah, good idea. More kissing. <laughs> hey, don't tell her about the podcast. What does is, what is this young lady do? What does she do? She goes to school with me. Um, All right. And she, lives in a world of regret, I assume. Yeah, well, now she does. <laughs> now she goes to school with you, and she's studying the same thing as you? Yeah, she's studying the film. I assume that your course is working for Jim Jeffries. Is that a course? Like, Pretty much. It, I'm taking a class. I'm taking an internship class. I'm and saying this is an internship. This is an internship, but we still pay you. Yeah, that's the nice part. You can have so. a paid internship. Yeah, but it's not five days a week. So I, I say Ooh. I say I come in three days a week. Oh, yeah. so why don't you lie on a Nobody can see you doing air, air quotes, air too, quotes. on the class. Yeah. 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 Well, you have anything else you want to say on the podcast Jack, that thousands uh, of people Jack's listen to? That's what like, the French <laughs> would call dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 80,000 80, 80, people, 90,000 people listen to this podcast, and you're just like, hey, I'm going to tell them it's an internship. Yeah. Well, they're definitely not going to listen. Where's your to buddy? You brought a buddy down tonight? You brought a friend down? Yeah. Where's he gone? What happened to him? He went back to school. Oh, yeah. He went back to school. Yeah. Or did you school the cunt and just say, this is my, my turf or yeah. something? <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of the outsiders. So then after that, so we talk about artificial intelligence. Good it turns segue. Out, it turns out that I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. But talking about artificial intelligence, Jack Hackett. Uh, Anyways, uh, robots. Anywho, so then, now I must say, we've done a lot of interviews. I've done a lot of interviews. When I say a lot of interviews, like eight or something, um, that I've really enjoyed. But this is the first one where I was a little fucking starstruck, man. We had uh, Rob Reiner was the interview on the show. He was, he directed Spinal Tap, uh, Stand by Me, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, um, A Few Good Men, A Few. He, he, well, he directed A Few Good Men in a private home video. <laughs> uh, he's been he's an actor and even more. Movie. I mean, he's he's producer, actor, he, he writer. Was, he was in and I. This wasn't on the questions on the card, but then I had to ask him. Like he was in All in the Family. Right? Of course, yeah. And then I, I, I did ask him during the interview, I said, do you think that show would uh, stand up right now? And he, and he said, yeah, people would love that show. And I go, for the wrong reasons? He goes, they liked it for the wrong reasons. Of course. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you said that, it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like people were like, oh, we're all getting the... the, the we're uh, all getting the nuance. Yeah, the satire here. What's going on? It's like, nah, some people just watch yeah, it. Yeah, people used way. to watch Archie Bunker and just go, ah! 
He's a straight shooter. <laughs> He's a straight like shooter. Archie Bunker. Yeah. It's funny because like it, it's, it, that show actually, one of those shows that people don't remember, like, so Norman Lear, and I've met Norman Lear, and he may be one of the nicest fucking men on earth. He's 90-something years old. He's a billionaire, and he gives so much money to charity. Um, but I, I will argue that a lot of his career is a fraud. Um, what happened is... <laughs> Wait, what was that like? That last part? No, I love Norman Lee. I'm going to kill him in his sleep. So anyway. No, 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 no. I actually actually know Norman, and he's a very sweet man. And But the thing is, uh, till, uh, it was... Um, the TV just turned on. No, the TV just turned on. How did we do that? Jack, stop yeah. it. Make it. Make you hack it. Channel 19.5. That's the fucking robots, man. The robots are the stars. talking about them. Hey, boy. These robots are still talking, Jack. Okay, we're okay. Anyway, we're okay. so so, but the thing about Norman Lear is he made a lot of money and he did it very successfully and he did it the right way. But most of these shows, like until uh, what was the name of the one that I just said? All in the family. All in the family. I know where you're going with. Was that. from a TV show in Britain called Till Death Do Us Part. Yeah. Uh, Steptoe and Son was Stepford and Son, or he, he was Stepford. Sanford and Son. Yeah. yeah, Sanford and Son was a yeah. British show. So most of what he did was like you know how you have the American office and the British office or whatever. So so people think All in the Family was this original fucking thing but it was it was a show in Britain called Till Death Do Us Part and obviously Rob Reiner was on it now now just to meet the guy who directed Spinal Tap um, I don't give as much of a fuck about the princess but Stand By Me I like um, it was just it was just great he just did the LBJ movie we were so lucky to have him on the show the fact that he came out and I, my first question it wasn't on the on the cards and I was so nervous about it because because I thought of this earlier this this afternoon like it wasn't that improv I was I was like I watched the movie which I did last night and I and I went um I went, I saw the whole film. The only thing I don't get, what does LG, LBJ stand for, <laughs> right? And he actually, I thought I'd get a laugh and then I could ask a real question. And he just looked at me like I was a fucking moron. And he just went, that's not on your card, is it? He took the it? card. And he took the card off me and looked at it. I felt like a child. I was like, yeah. I was just it was be- funny, though. I was you, just being a dickhead. You got me, Mr. <laughs> you got me, Mr. Reiner. But it, was, but, but it was funny. He 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 handled it really well. And it was oh, really yeah. funny. It's like... um. Yeah, and I, w- I was saying to everybody, I was like, after seeing that, I mean, I already liked him, but after that, I was like, I want to hang out with Rob Reiner now. Like, he just seems like he'd be, is this like this? I, I did say to him afterwards, I said, I went, like, there's always that bit on any type of interview when you do a late night show or something like that, where you talk and you always see them and they're going at an ad break and you, and you talk to Conan or whatever. And uh, the little bit that you can see at the end, I actually lean over and I said to him, I said, hey, do you want to do the podcast? <laughs> he goes, I'm really busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know this. Yeah. And he goes, I'm really busy. Was he being uh, funny? No, no, no. He goes, really? look, I'm really busy. I've got to go. He goes, oh. he goes, but this is a great show. And he was like really sweet. And You got and, a standing O too. Yeah, and that was the first guest we've had that had a standing ovation. People lost their fucking shit for Rob Reiner. And you know what? He was poignant. He was poised. He was charming. Um, and he was funny, and that's all you can ask from any fucking guest. And he's he's the type of stand up fucking guy, man. That you that as younger people like ourselves, I think you should model yourself on. Successful man who doesn't feel like he treaded on anyone. He had a, a famous father. He doesn't feel like he banks off that in any way. Uh, a real fucking stand up guy, Rob. Ryan. And here's some of the things that he does besides movies, like. With uh, with Morgan Freeman, he's helped launch a committee to investigate Russia, and he talked about that a little bit in the, in the interview as far as what he th- thinks about Trump. And co-founder for American Foundation for Equal Rights, and this group was an advisory for same-sex marriage. And then 
Also served as the chairman for First Five California, aggressively campaigned for another educational initiative for free preschool education while serving mm-hmm. as chairman. So, like, he really is an – you said activist and you introduced introduce him, but he really is. And he's 72, by the way, and he doesn't seem like he's – like, if you had that much energy and, like, just, like – You know what's the, sad is man, that in so a guy that's disaster. that great that we yeah. now live in a world where all of us, like, under the servers, I think, think, like, please don't let it come out that he did anything bad. Yeah, of that course. Just, yeah. But I'm just like, I just want people to be that good and, like, that's it. But we they no, talked about that. And, I mean, I don't know how much – the interview is going to get shaved yeah, yeah. down. We maybe we can release the whole thing, but but that was a really funny part when you're talking about the, the food and stuff. But I think it's that thing where it's like, please just be a f- fucking normal person, yeah, a decent human being. <laughs> please just don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And he yeah. was not man. I, we, we we came in, me and you, Dan. We came in, and you were there, Scott. We came in and we talked to him for 15 minutes before the interview, and he couldn't have been sweeter. He asked. Way more questions about me than I asked about him. He yeah, asked he about Australia and just fucking, we talked about Fosters and some cliche shit, but he was fucking, what a fucking stand-up guy. And when when I was walking over, you were doing warm-up, like you always do a little bit of stand-up, whatever. I was walking by this room right here where we're doing the podcast where he was sitting and he was watching, he was sitting right here just watching the TV and I almost wanted to take a picture. I was like, I'm not going going to but it was cool he was like watching the show he was enjoying it and stuff so was he laughing did I make Rob Ryan laugh no he's like this guy's a hack uh, but, uh, <laughs> sucks too many, too many dig, swears fuck too Rob Ryan <laughs> fuck Rob Ryan a bad guy too many swears I take it all back I take him all back yeah. um, so that was Rob Ryan you can watch the interview on the show um, We obviously we record like a 10 minute interview we cut it down to about 5 minutes so there was probably some great stuff that you won't see we or, might put or, the whole thing online though I think yeah we'll probably put the whole thing online and you know as we go into our, he, our he did, he, stuff, uh, was it was it Lindsay who got it yeah. for us so Lin, Lindsay Crystal works for us and she does field piece and stuff and now I, I, don't, I don't know if she'll be angry at me for saying this but Lindsay is Billy Crystal's daughter works works on the show and um, and obviously uh, Rob Reiner directed when Harry met Harry when Harry met Sally and uh, it was a real big get for us and uh, and Princess Bride he was in too yeah. yeah so yeah and, that was great <laughs> The, the bit where he's talking about the sandwich, that's definitely getting in, right? The fucking sandwich thing. So good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mutton. Yeah, yeah, that was really All fun. right. So then Act 4 comes around. Act, Nothing happened in Act, act 4, so we'll skip four, that. Act and then 4 is, is always a huge disappointment to me. We always just churn no, out some no shit. No exception. And this episode was no different. We, we, brought, on, we brought on Dan Bacchanal to play. Uh, what happened is um, Hannity stood up for Roy Moore about the pedophilia and then Keurig, and God bless him, man, that's fucking bold, Keurig, the coffee-making machines, pulled their ads from Hannity. They said, this is not acceptable that you stood up for a pedophile, an alleged pedophile. And um, what happened was some, uh, some extreme conservatives started smashing their Keurig's machines and they filmed <laughs> themselves doing it. So we made up a character called Cliff the Coffee Man uh, it wasn't Coolidge. No, we changed Coleman. Like, Coleman or something. Uh, Cliff. Cliff the Coffee Man. Cliff yeah, the, yeah. We couldn't use the yeah. last name because there actually it was, was. It was Cliff the Coffee Man or something. But, yeah, but, that what, but what happened was. Yeah. So so what happened was I wanted to um, we wanted to get someone to play this part. One of our writers, Lucas, who's very good at writing these little tiny sketch things. Like he's he's more of a like sort of UCB sort of guy, but he's very good at writing these sketches that we do at the end. You do great work on that, Lucas. Um, uh, wrote this part, this whole storyline, the whole thing, and then the only person we wanted, it was before I even asked, everyone said, do you think Dan Bacadol would do it? And Dan was so sweet, you came in, uh, you got told yesterday, 
Yep. Last night around yeah. 8 p.m., I think I found out I was doing it. 8 p.m. And they told me, you've got the script. It's all ready to go. Dan's in. And then Dan shows up to my office. So I'm doing like makeup or getting into wardrobe or something like that. And Dan's like, so what am I talking about? Like Dan came in so fucking blind. Now in this script... We, the, the character talks about fucking being a pedophile and Dan's or like... Or pro-pedophile. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Don't you have any follow-up questions, Dan? Nope. Nope. No, well, I mean, I think that speaks to their, our yeah. friendship. You know, I was like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, to help the show. And I thought, geez, if Jim's into me doing it, then I'm into doing it. I mean, look, I walked... PCH in my underwear. You did when you were sleeping. Yes, you did for you. So well, yeah, that's no. one of the great scenes. You were and legit. Yeah, you were that, that's my favorite episode. It was legit. a fantastic my, episode. My, and my a fantastic favorite bit. episode of legit is when when Steve, your character, went on a bender. My favorite character from legit is also Steve more than myself or Billy or anyone else. Well, you gave me all the good stuff. That's why. Well, it's because we decided that you were an addict. In the second season, so it was very easy to be like ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and like it was a great character because your character in legit was not only an addict, but it was also an addict that had lost um, his wife, he lost um, his child. Um, the only uh, like like family he had was me and his brother, and I I always his thought dad. I yeah I always thought yeah. that, that was and it was also a fucking sweet touching like he was a good guy yeah with flaws you know he was a bad person but but generally a good human it's being like Roy Moore <laughs> <laughs> no but I, that's the thing is I mean I came in blind I wasn't coming in blind I knew I was coming in to work with you so, so I know I'm protected at least in that much. You don't want your shirt. You to look don't want like to see shit. the edit. You don't want to see the edit. Yeah, but you don't want to. See, <laughs> you don't want to. See, you don't want your show to look like shit. So I just trust that you've got your own show's best interest. So you must be putting me in a position to succeed. That was that was there was a sweet moment with me, you and DJ came down. You guys were so supportive. I mean, DJ Qualls, who played Billy on the Jet, so it was, really that show was ninety percent the three of us. Just the, for yeah. two two seasons, it was ninety percent just the, the three of us lads, and we bonded. And we, I think. All three of us uh, have remained friends to this day, and then the 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 three of, the, the two of you were so sweet that when I got this show, and my career went on a slightly different avenue than doing a sitcom or what you do now, it w it meant so much to me that you showed up um, to the first couple of episodes, and when you came to the episodes, you sat in the audience, and uh, Brad Pitt played the weatherman on the show. Now, the only reason that Brad Pitt plays the uh, weatherman on our TV show is because he loved Legit. And when he met you and DJ, he honestly was excited. Yeah. He honestly did. He came it off was, as Mark. Kind of you cool. guys were shooting the scene. He came off as Mark to go say yeah. hi. Yeah, because I said, I said, I, 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 Dan Backett on DJ calls in the audience, and they're from Legit. And then he said something to me like, you have to start speaking English. Yeah. yeah, you mumbled it, I think. Yeah, I mumbled it plus me accent or whatever. And then I said, and I pointed, and he went, fucking hell, man, let's make a fucking movie. And he did a thing where he shows <laughs> yeah. his fucking teeth and he kicks his head back and goes, ha, oh, man, I can't, ha, I can't believe it. How did you find Dan originally for legit? Just cast. Well, there's, there's, here's a story because Dan may be the moodiest auditioner but you've I, ever I, fucking I've, met. Uh, I've, I've heard, no, but I've heard you, you tell. The, I heard you tell the story on another podcast. Let's, about hear, let's hear two stories. I'll tell Dan. Okay, <laughs> so I, as soon as he came in, I fucking loved the guy. Right, he came in because Steve. I had 
You know, you don't know what you want from a character that you've written in a script. And this is why movies are so weird, because you've directed movies, Scott, right? Mm -hmm. It's like something about sitcoms is great or dramas or whatever, because you get time and time again to work the fucking character. A movie's a one and done fucking thing, right? So I had an idea because Steve, the character of Steve was based on my friend Andrew Moran, who uh, lives in Australia, and 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 Dan Bacadol looks nothing like Andrew, but I, I had a very exact vision of what this guy was and how he acted and all that type of stuff. And then Dan came in, and and uh, we, we we were running a bit late, right? And Dan came in, Dan came in, and he was fucking so angry because he's like probably got a fucking parking fine you can all fuck off <laughs> <laughs> and i did i yeah. did get a parking ticket. Yeah, yeah yeah dan was in a mood like what the fuck am i doing here and i was like this guy was sweating and fucking angry and i was like that's the guy that's the guy this this, this guy like like if he didn't get that parking ticket i can't guarantee he would have gotten the job you know? but the fact that he got that parking ticket he was so pissed off he came in and he just looked and he was holding the sides and he was like this let's fucking do this my day's over anyway <laughs> Were you really that mad, Dan? I'll, I'll give you my alternate okay. version, which needs only this much, which is Jim didn't even make eye contact. I have problems with eye contact. Which is the only thing, and I didn't know that about you then because I didn't know you. And I thought, this guy's not even fuck. I just got a parking ticket. I don't, this <laughs> script, this guy's in a wheelchair. What the hell's going on here? And then this guy doesn't make eye contact with me. What the fuck is happening in my life right now? That's where I was. But other than that, I have nothing to add because he's got, absolutely I got, right. I got, very, I got very intimidated by all the actors because I was reading. I'd never acted before at, at all. Like not one little bit. I'd never done one acting job. And so for me to be sitting there with in Hollywood coming from Australia and doing reading um, scenes with guys who had been in movies and shit like that, I was intimidated. So I have promised this day making eye contact with people and I, I just I couldn't. Mike, it was it was it was more out of respect than it was out of anything. But DJ Qualls, who played Billy, had the same story. Like this, he's like he's like this fucking guy. This guy come in and he kept his head down. That's my DJ yep. Qualls. Bitch didn't even look at me. <laughs> the, 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 the bitch didn't even look at me. Yeah. I grew up in a double wide in Tennessee. <laughs> well, the thing is, because when you go into a, when you go into an audition, you think something in here is going to tell me you got this, you didn't get this, you nailed this, you didn't nail this. And that gave me nothing. I walked in like, yeah. what just happened? I'm staring at a brick wall and and a, and a man in a brick no, wall. Also. Nobody else was was even in our decision making once we saw you. And, and well, it was it was a. I mean, look. By the time we started shooting, I felt like, holy shit, this is something special. Yeah, but no one, no one watched it. I, 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 I stand. I stand <laughs> People watch it. So special. Yeah. I stand by legit, and I feel like, hey, FX. I feel like some of your uh, network programming has just opened up. You gotta, yeah, at least you one. <laughs> now that Louis's gone, I feel like you can bring it back. I bet. Come on. Come on, John Langraff. More people Bring have probably back. seen FX since it went off the air, right? Then I mean, you can it, hear about it all the time. Oh, now. legit? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. What's that? Legit. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. Cass, who works on on our staff, is Australian as well. She just said Australia just voted yes to gay marriage. 
Gonna be a lot of happy Filipinos. <laughs> so I was trying. But it's funny because my my mother, my mother, I, I rang her up and I said, "Did you?" I, my my dad voted no. I, I'm very like, but he, he did. Yeah, he just yeah. sort of just went. Oh, no, you, dads you know, have to vote. No. no, do you want to know why my dad voted no? What did he say? That you're about to do an impression of. I'll tell you why my dad voted no because he doesn't agree with heterosexual marriage. He was just trying to. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> he was just looking at no my, marriage. He was like looking at my mother, going, "Listen, gay people." <laughs> Run while you can. <laughs> oh, Jack. <laughs> so, so me Your mum voted for it? mum voted for the gay marriage and she said, I was a bit hung up. I was a little bit hung up on the whole idea of that marriage between a, a, a man and a woman. And then I thought, ah, oh, fuck it. Just give it to him. So that's what my mum said. <laughs> Well, there so, you go. Hot off the press. It just happened. So, all states, so, all territories. So, well done, Australia. I'm very proud of you. Um, it, it took you a long time. We are the last place in the free world, as I can tell, to have gay marriage. <laughs> and I'm I'm very impressed with Australia. Now I can Burping. hold my head up high whenever I talk about um, there's gay marriage in Ireland, there's gay marriage in Britain, there's gay marriage in America, and now there is gay marriage in Australia. And I don't particularly care what the gays get up to, but what I do care about, <laughs> what I do care about is mm. everyone getting a fair fucking go in this world. And thank you, Australia, for not embarrassing me. Um, and to all my Australian fans, uh, I love you, I guess. I don't know. What am I heading with this? I don't know where you're heading. I'm just letting you know what happened. And you you went on like a 1980s like like uh, teen teen film speech I, at the end of it. Like, and another thing. I thought I was We're going to win this ski race. Huh? You were still 40% no. We're still 40% no. That's pretty good. That's not bad. 40% is pretty good. Yeah. No, look at that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's better than what fucking Trump won the election with. 40% no. Yeah. That's not fucking show. Because I'll tell you what happened in Australia was I have a very good uh, female lesbian friend in, a, in, a, in Australia. What's she, she very good at? No, no, I'm, I'm a very good friend. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to be and smart. So, so she said to me, she <laughs> said to me, because she was adamant, she has a girlfriend, she wanted to get married, and all that sort of stuff. And then as, as this was happening, as this election was happening, she, election, as this vote was happening, she started saying she didn't think it was worth it because before that she used to think that people in Australia were less homophobic and that mm. she and her girlfriend were living in this bubble. But then the election happened and she saw how many people hated them right and the people who went out of their fucking way to try and stop it and she goes you know what i've never felt less loved in my life until this vote came in well uh if you're listening to me and you know who you are uh well you fucking won and congratulations and get married and i love you very much all right well let me read a couple emails that people sent into the to the to the podcast because we told people to do this so i just want to let you know that we're reading him. Uh, Stephen O'Neill wrote him, Please tell Jim, thank you for telling me to not go to the gig in Dublin after I bought three tickets. Cheers, Jim. You're a wonderful cunt. I guess I'll he said that was be a there. Bad. I'll go to Dublin. Okay. Shut up. All right. Uh, Tyler Oliver says, Just wanted to say I love the show, and I've watched and listened every week since it started. The casual sort of hangout vibe you have on the podcast is great. Blah, blah, blah. There's a nice one. Um, uh, what did you read that for? That person's boring. Stop this. Oh, here's, the, here's one you like. Uh, is it just me or does Forrest sound exactly like Lieutenant Dan on Forrest Gump? Every time I listen to the podcast, I just picture Jim sitting talking to a guy with no legs. So, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, I got you a new thing. What do you say, Lieutenant Dan? I'm supposed to be Lieutenant Dan. 
Yeah, he's doing a Forrest Gump. I'm just. No, I'm, I'm Forrest Gump. Oh, you were Forrest. Identity. That was your Forrest Gump. The the, oh, ar- wow. the irony uh, is that your name is Forrest and I'm playing Forrest. Oh, you're wow. Lieutenant Dan. Hey. This is a my, fucking. Right. My name and this my name is a Dan. Rush. Okay, so try it again. And his name's Dan. Let's Holy go. fuck! <laughs> we're Russian dolling this shit. The levels of fucking Forrest Gump is going on right now, and Scott in this story is fucking useless. <laughs> That's par for the course. So uh, anyway, Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan, yeah. Lieutenant Dan. I guess so, I don't have to do anything except talk in my normal voice. Say something, hey, Lieutenant Forrest. Danny. I, uh, hey, Lieutenant Dan. I married an Asian woman. Oh, you yeah. know, Asian women are the best. Asian women are the best. I heard Jenny hey, died of AIDS. Oh, did, did Jenny die of AIDS? I just got Haley Joel Osmond to be my child. Lieutenant Dan. Oh, okay. Shrimp. Hey Lieutenant, <laughs> hey, Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan, I just closed out John Oliver's last episode. Who have you got to close out last episode of Jim Jeffrey show? Did he? Forrest yeah, Gump yeah. closed out his last episode? No, but Tom Hanks. No, I know. Oh, you're Tom fucking Hanks. hurtful. All right. Uh, here's, uh, and here's one you'll like. They, somebody called me a bitch boy the whole email, so I don't know, know what that's about. You're not so. a bitch boy. You, you did. You said at the very beginning you called me a bitch boy. So no, it was it's really very weird complimentary. Guy... Very complimentary of me that I actually fucking reference that you're a boy, and I, I feel like you should take some type of. Anyway, look, ladies and gentlemen, that's the podcast. How long? Okay. Did we, how long do we do today? Ten minutes. No, fuck you. Yeah, it's pretty short. Uh, I think we're good, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly says we're good. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank my guests on this evening's show. I'm sure Forrest is going to do some roundup thing. But Uh, Dan, back at all, I love you to the moon and back. I love you too, brother. Uh, Scott Zabinski, uh, I guess we're going to be fucking paired up together until you fucking die, so that's another year. And uh, Forrest Shaw, thanks for having me. I'm going to have a piss. Good night. Thanks for having you. I didn't have you. All right, please subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now Jim usually says something in the background as he's walking away. Oh, shut up, Forrest. There you go. Okay, thank you, guys. <laughs> hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.